poured the bucket of blood on the Sea of Zalfadon, the Isle of Corsio, the Zingari Atoll. New characters. Zarkus, the Zirian, Black Horog, Squint, Patch, and other pirates. Zork, Arg, the Vandalexian mechanoid, various islanders, some Ukabulaponga savages. Chapter 6. Defenders 1, Invaders Nothing. The pirate flotilla had landed most of the men in their crews by now, leaving only a skeleton contingent behind to guard against any surprise boarding the villagers might hazard. These worthies lined the rails, observing what they had obviously assumed would be a fray of the short and sweet variety. From their negligent posture and the bland or relishing smirks which adorned their greasy or bewhiskered visages, it could be clearly seen that the pirates anticipated only a half-hearted and thoroughly ineffectual resistance from the Yergovians. They had expected nothing like Ganelon, Gurf, or Ishkadara. Roaring thunderously, nape fur hackles a bristle, the Kardjixian cleared the crude barricade at a leap, which would have done credit to one of his purely feline ancestors. This cat-like spring terminated in the very midst of the forefront of the attackers and Gurf met them lustily, wielding his terrible Yggdraxel. His first opponent, a burly, blue-bearded, Jolneritish buccaneer, he neatly disemboweled with a single fluid thrust and twist of his claw-bladed weapon. The second he decapitated, defaced, to be accurate, and the third promptly lost his right arm to the shoulder. In no time the Kardjixian was surrounded by heaps of the dead and dying not to mention the dismembered and disabled. Roaring and yelling one of his tiger-manic war-songs, Gurf was happily in his element. Nor was Ganelon's silvermane far behind him. The silver sword was a less exotic weapon than the Jambolian's Yggdraxel, but no whit less deadly. Its glittering argent metal, hardened by fire magic till it was twenty times tougher than steel, clove through bone, brain, brawn, and gristle, as if meeting no discernible obstacle, and considering the height of Silvermane, the hugeness and breadth of his shoulders, the length of his powerful arms, and the superhuman musculature of his physique, the slaughterous efficiency of the sword was only to be expected. Clearing the barrier with an ease and agility at least comparable to Gurf's, Ganelon took his stance with legs spread, weight balanced on the balls of his feet, and seizing the two-handed broadsword in precisely the identical grip wherewith a ball player seizes his bat, he swung it whistling through the sunny air in a horizontal stroke. His first pirate, a fat moon-faced Clovian, he cut entirely in two. The fellow had been roaring at the time and brandishing a cutlass. The upper half of him, still roaring and, in fact, still brandishing, went flying over Silvermane's right shoulder, to land with a grisly thump somewhere atop the barricade. The lower half, legs still pumping, waddled clumsily past Silvermane to collide, kicking feebly with rapidly diminishing stride against the barrier. The second and a third of the Zelfadonian buccaneers met a comparably swift and gory end. Therefore the invasion paused, hesitated, and dissolved, forming dual rings about the two champions. But as their fellows crowded close behind them, the men in front were jostled within reach of the clashing Yggdraxel and the whistling silver sword. 
and the dead were heaped at their feet in veritable cartloads. Nor was Ishkadara idly standing by as the mere observer to the carnage. The Sphinx girl was no warrior, but neither was she lacking in the courage department. She took, in fact, a careless and cavalier attitude towards fighting. She would just as soon not, but on the whole, what the hell? That about sums up Ishi's philosophy about getting into brawls. So the gyno-sphinx cleared the barricade with a brisk flexing of her wings, still a bit lame and stiff, and hurtled into the yelling mob like a living juggernaut, the several tons of her bold pirates off their feet by the dozens, and more than a few were crushed under her weight. Then, rearing up on her hind legs, she began playfully flicking out with her paws to right and to left. With each flick, each casual tap or slap, spines snapped, skulls shattered, shoulders crunched gooily. In all their gore drenched.